Could Tajay Spears be a potential league winner as soon as next year? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Madjuke. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Madjuke. Kate, we're continuing our rookie profile series. And today, we're talking about Tajay Spears from Tulane. What did you think of the player? Very interesting prospect. Redshirt Jr. out of Tulane, 5'10", 201. And man, did he have a productive 2022 season. Heck yeah. Over 1,800 scrimmage yards, 21 touchdowns, uh, averaged 6.8 yards per attempt over his entire career there at Tulane. Um, a lot of things to like about this guy. He's had absolutely rave reviews uh, coming out of the senior bowl. Everybody loves this guy. He was one of the biggest risers mm-hmm. in that entire process. Finished the season with an absolute bomb of an exclamation point, 205 rushing yards, four touchdowns in the cotton bowl against, against USC. USC. Yeah. Like absolutely dominated that offense and just, really, I think, was the kind of identity of that team here in his final season at Tulane. Now, he's a little undersized. How much does that impact what, you know, in what way his game will translate to the NFL? Because um, he's not one of these bowling ball backs. He's not a Bijan. Uh, no. You know, he's he's not, you know, a a, a big guy, right? Like, in a lot of ways, though, you wouldn't guess by the way that, you know, like he, he plays the game that he's 200 pounds. It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me at all. I I think he is a really, really good player. Kate, And I'm, I'm kind of all in like, this is, I'm, I'm not sure where Tajay Spears is going to get drafted. It looks like most people have him in the third or fourth round, but this is the guy that I want to gamble on. I I think he's got a potential to go to the right team, instantly take over a backfield, and just become somebody who is really effective as a rookie. He's a tough runner. Um, he's got like plenty of burst, plenty of quickness. Um, again, like the the big thing that came to me was you know this this undersized value. But what I think he excels at is you know, that explosiveness in an open field, if he gets to the second level, man, it, he's just absolutely dynamic and fun to watch. Um, Did you have it, a comp for him? Michael Carter. Okay. Was the guy that uh, the comp uh, really stems from the fact that I think both of these guys, even though they're undersized, um, didn't really seem all that undersized in their playing style and it felt like they played a bit bigger than you know the the measurables would have led you to believe both of these guys are tough runners both of these guys were super productive in college um but 
their their packaging as a player kind of sold me. And like Michael Carter, he's been an excellent asset to the New York Jets. Um, unfortunately, you know, Brees Hall came in and and destroyed that. But I mean, Michael Carter's a really good football player. Yeah, okay. I I could see the Michael Carter comp. I, I think he's a little bit more compact and I think he has a little bit more power than Michael Carter. Um, but I just have a feeling this is going to be a guy that's really productive in the NFL. And actually, I know he's a little bit smaller than this guy, but why couldn't he be Khalil Herbert in the NFL, right? Somebody who gets drafted on day three, sits behind an established starter, but anytime that starter's not available, he's putting up RB1 type of numbers. I think that's what Tajay Spears is going to be in the NFL. But I think the difference for me is I could see him being part of a committee to start, right? Because he's just so explosive, but eventually working his way into a bigger role. Yeah. And I, I think there's actually maybe a little bit more potential uh, for Tajay Spears to be involved more heavily as a receiver than Khalil Herbert. Um, just the abilities, I think, after the catch. And again, once he has the ball in his hands in the open field, I I just love what he Love what he does. He I, runs out of all, so hard too. That's what I love. He, I mean, you watch that USC game. Soul. Yeah, soul. I like that. You watch yes. the USC game, and it's unbelievable. Some of the runs and some of the plays that he makes. Like there's a play at the goal line where he's ducking underneath guys, ripping off tackles. Like he plays so much bigger than his size. Yes, like and again, watching that tape, you would never guess that he's he's 200 pounds because he he doesn't uh, necessarily shy away from that contact like he's you know he played through plenty of contact especially in that usc game i can literally picture the play that you just mentioned Mm -hmm. um ducking under these plays and like ends up getting tackled by like four dudes Mm -hmm. uh at, at the goal line and shakes it off like he's nothing now with that uh comes the injury history right he does have a a history of Uh, a torn ACL. He's been relatively healthier over the last couple of seasons. Um, Does like the knee history scare you off at all? Not really. Uh, It's to me, it's not a big deal. Most of these guys aren't getting big second contracts anyways. So you're kind of, I know it sounds terrible, but you're kind of using them up on the rookie deals and then moving on. So I think it's just something to note. It's not scaring me off from drafting him. That's all. I mean, he, he bounced back, like yes. completely fully bounced back, um, had his most productive season after the torn ACL. So doesn't really scare me either, but, uh, you know, saw some scouting reports that noted that as a consideration, I'm like you mentioned, yep. I'm not so, so terrified, um, that that's going to be an issue, but just something to really, know. It, yeah, it, it's something to make note of and maybe that's a tiebreaker if you're slotting him next to a running back and need a little bit of help okay. deciding um let's uh let's talk about some potential landing spots for Tajay Spears next this episode is brought to you by Built Bar the Built March Madness bracket is here and we know that you have a favorite bar or puff and now is the time to make it count go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites 
you know that I'm going to be voting for Cookie Dough. It's my absolute favorite. If you want to support your favorite sports team to win, you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will get a 12-month subscription to Built to have the absolute best Built uh, bars or puffs delivered monthly to your house. You got to try Built. It's absolutely fantastic. Best protein bar out there. Only 140 calories. Only 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate. You're not even going to know that it's a protein bar. It's going to taste just like a candy bar. Honestly, it's amazing. Run to Built March Madness right now to fill, uh, to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. Today is the last day of March, so make sure you go and get those votes in. Again, BuiltMarchMadness.com. All right, Kate, let's talk about some potential landing spots. I saw today the NFL Draft Scout has him projected as a third or fourth round pick. With that in mind, where would you like to see him land? Now, uh, I was tweeting out uh, yesterday about one of my favorite dynasty buys right now, Tyler Algier. Um, The Atlanta Falcons have a pick at 75 here. And boy, do I think he would be a really, really nice second complimentary back for that offense. You've got Tyler Algier, who's got the typical build. He can be a bruiser. Um, Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, everything that maybe you worry that Tyler Algier is lacking, like experience as a receiver, um, you know, like I, I think Tajay Spears can offer a lot of that. Like a he's Spears is a willing pass blocker. Mm-hmm. He's he's a capable receiver. I think he fills just about, you know, everything you could possibly say that Tyler Algier is missing in that offense. But um Again, he doesn't necessarily, you know, need to to fulfill those, you know, you know, he doesn't need 260 carries to be super productive in an offense that is this good at running the ball. I would love to see that fit. Um, Do you know where Tulane is located, the college? I'm sure you do, right? It's in Alabama, right? New Orleans. New Orleans. Orleans. No, I had no idea. Wow. Yikes. there's a certain team down there in New Orleans that could be without their yeah. explosive running back for a while. Uh, Saints have to pick third round at number 71. Why not keep them uh, in the state and uh, get your Alvin Kamara replacement, considering we have no idea whether he's ever going to play again? See, I, I think you're um, you're less confident in uh, – like I. Do you really think we could not see Alvin Kamara play again? That's yes. my biggest takeaway yes. here. Really? Yeah. Like ever well, again? The, I mean, for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's in that 2017 draft class, which uh, go look at the running backs in that class. Like, did you see some of the comments that we got about Joe Mixon yesterday, whether the Bengals are going to bring him back? There's been rumors that Dalvin Cook might be cut or traded. Leonard Fournette is without a team right now. Like, these guys have a lot of touches on them, and they're not lasting long. So if Alvin Kamara were to happen to be suspended for six games or a season, he didn't play well last year at all. Like, I won't be shocked if we don't see him again. I That that was probably my biggest, uh, my biggest surprise here. Um, I mean, Alvin Kamara, he's a little bit bigger uh, than – 
spheres here, but like I can see a similar, uh, you know, explosive ability between these two guys. Do I think Alvin Kamara has a little bit more juice? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, for team needs, probably, yeah, like that feels like it could be about right. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of really exciting assets TBD on what this offense is really going to look like with the addition of Derek Carr mm-hmm. and changes in the run game. But I mean, they've got a lot of pieces between Chris Olave, Jawan Johnson, like they've got a lot of intrigue, right? Yes. Yes. And I do think Spears would be an interesting compliment, but do you think that like is, is Spears capable of being, a team's RB1. And yes. that's my biggest question. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I think we've seen this type of player before. I, Aaron Jones is not all that different in size. I think Aaron Jones was five foot eight, 205 pounds coming out of school. And he's a workhorse. We've seen Austin Eckler, who is smaller, be a workhorse. So it, it doesn't scare me. We know that Jamar Gibbs uh, from Alabama is 199 pounds. And I think somebody's going to draft him late round one, late round two, thinking he's going to be an every down back. So, yeah, well, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't scare me. I will say Gibbs, I think, has a, a bit more of the, the receiving element. He's got more juice, game. too. He's yeah. got more juice. He's got, like, I mean, the, the 40 time doesn't lie. Uh, I think we had Spears running like a four five three forty at his pro day. Not terrible. I think that's that's, that's the, the Aaron Jones free. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, range. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's not, it's not preclude, but that's, those are the kind of things that you're looking at when you're comparing the juice of a guy like Spears versus Gibbs. Um, uh, I got another, yeah. I got another okay. landing spot I want, I want you to comment on. Okay. okay? Um, do you know? I, well, I'm asking the wrong person here. Can you tell us who the, the backup running back is for the Colts right now? Is it Zach Moss? It is Zach Moss. Of course it's Zach Moss, right? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor going into the final year of his contract. I would assume that the Colts are going to sign him to a deal. However, we have seen that this Colts franchise doesn't like to overwork him a ton. And they clearly want somebody else to be the change of pace guy. And here are the rest of the running backs on the roster right now for the Colts. Your guy, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Jake Funk, and Aaron Shamklin. 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 They could use somebody with a little bit more juice behind Jonathan Taylor. And they've got a pick in the fourth round, pick 106. That's the perfect time to gamble on somebody like Tajay Spears. I would love this fit. And I would also really love it for Jonathan Taylor. Like, I don't think... Um, I, I think Spears is a guy that like, I, I think you mentioned this at the top of the show um, where he might be drafted as like a complimentary guy, but if he has, um, you know, a stretch of games where he needs to be the lead lead back, I, you know, like despite the weight, like he is like, don't get me wrong. Like he's a smaller guy, but that those 200 pounds, like that's pure muscle. Like, oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's dense. 200 pounds like that is a dense frame probably the densest frame you could get at 200 pounds so like in terms of what the Colts need um, you know in adding some explosion and and all that I I really like that fit and I think um, it fills a need without having to go up and 
in the first round and draft uh, a Jameer Gibbs. One more, one more. Same range, right? Because I, I personally, I think he's just somebody that's going to go off the board early on in round four. And I'm looking at teams that either have multiple picks or a potential future need. And I think if he gets drafted by this team, he could be a league winner, like we mentioned at the top of the show. Cleveland Browns have picks 111 mm. and 126. There's been some rumblings that they've maybe explored a Nick Chubb trade. You look at that contract, it's very, very likely that Cleveland tries to get out of it after this year, despite how awesome he's been. And we know that Cleveland likes to use multiple running backs, right? Kareem Hunt is gone. Here are the rest of the running backs on the roster. Jerome Ford, John Kelly Jr., Nate McCray. Like, he could easily walk into that team, be the number two running back, get a bunch of touches, and be fantasy relevant right away. Yeah, and we know this offense is going to be very friendly to to a running back. Uh, can I just say, like, man, I'm so shocked that they did not bring back a guy like Dearness Johnson, who's like, who was so, so freaking talented. But I think what we wanted out of Dearness Johnson could be exactly what we get out of a guy like Tajay Spears. I think they want more juice in the backfield, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. Ernest Johnson was a good player, but he ran, I think, a 4 7 5. 40-yard yeah. dash. And Kareem Hunt was never really a speed guy, but uh, he ran a 4.62 at his pro day, and it's clear that he was wearing down. So I can yeah. see it. I hope I right. actually I hope that's where he lands. See, I'm I'm still stuck on my my Falcons. I like uh, I'm like I, I I I feel some type of way about the Atlanta Falcons offense and what they're building, but um definitely there's just I feel like there's no bad place for him to land that means that we just really like the player right yeah in in terms of like if I'm an NFL team I don't really think there's any NFL team that shouldn't want him even when it comes to like his experience in college like he has experience with like zone schemes he has experience with gap schemes. like he's got a wide breadth of experience that can translate to pretty much any NFL offense. I agree. Um, the player is very talented. And I do think that this is one of the guys that um, generally speaking, I feel like the draft community is a bit higher on than the dynasty community. And I think dynasty community is going to be very surprised when they see Spears and where he lands. Well, let's talk about his dynasty value next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there is no better place to get on on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on anything and everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. Make sure you check out both the men's and women's college basketball tournament this weekend. Just They've been absolutely awesome so far on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Kate, right now on Dynasty League Football, Tajay Spears is being ranked as RB8. He's being drafted 20th overall in standard rookie drafts. Is that too high, too low? 
It feels just about right for me. I think, um, you know, obviously, uh, I actually think he's probably a guy that feels less dependent on landing spot than some of the other players that we've talked about in terms of his value fluctuating. Like that just seems kind of like where he's probably going to be at. Uh, you know, I think, uh, in terms of a value, you know, my evaluation of him, he feels like, um, you know, kind of one of those perennial RB twos, but, uh, somebody who, you know, if he steps into a, a situation where the need is there for him to have 16 plus touches in a given game, like you're going to get an RB one week out of him. Yep. So, you know, I, I think he's, yeah, that feels, that feels right about right. Yeah. I mean, and if you can give me him at the bottom of the second round, like sign me up all day. Like that's the type of guy that I want to gamble on even, you know, more so than the tight ends. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. You've got guys like Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington going at the bottom of the second round. I'll take Tajay Spears over those guys all day, just because I think he can contribute right away. And I think he does have the potential to be a league winner. I mean, looking at, uh, you know, the most recent dynasty startup ADP for the month of March, uh, he is being drafted one spot behind wide receiver Kayshawn Booty, who oh my gosh. is tumbling down draft boards faster than we can even um, say booty. Yep. Say booty. Like, it, like I wouldn't, he's, I, I think, going to take over, um, that draft capital. This is for the entire month of March. So I'm sure we're going to see some fluctuations in April and we're going to see booty start to drop. By the <laughs> way, did you see, <laughs> did you see Keisha booty decided to stand on his combine numbers at his pro day? Yes. What is that about? I like, Terrible I need advice. to talk about that, Marcus. We like some awful, awful advice. You had, some, you know, super bad jumps, didn't run a fast 40. And you're like, you know, what? I'm good. It doesn't look good. Um, I think from the standpoint that like, if you think that's the best, like there's no way that that actually looks good for booty. Like either you're admitting that these terrible numbers are the best I can do, which is bad. Yep. Or you're admitting that you don't care enough to give it a second shot. Also, a bad look. So Kayshawn Booty, a hundred percent going to be drafted yep. uh, here. I, I think, you know, behind Spears uh, in the next go around, but hey, the, the like that just shows me. you where his, his evaluation was throughout this month. And I think that feels like a great value. Can I give you a hot take now that I don't think it's going to be a hot take by the time we get to the draft mm -hmm. Spears is going to be drafted ahead of booty in the actual NFL draft. Oh, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think I think we're firmly looking at Keishon Booty as a day three pick now. And I, we know the history of day three receivers and their dynasty values. Like, we're out, right? We're just going to be out. So, Marcus, I don't even, like, I, like, it would not, this, maybe this is the bolder take. I wouldn't be, like, this is not the Keishon Booty show. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it, um, I don't, I, I. I don't want to say I would be surprised if he didn't get drafted. I won't if, be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he went undrafted, which is just so 
unfathomable and disappointing, but like we saw it like Justin Ross, uh, who obviously like he fell down draft boards for very different reasons, but like we saw the talent there, right. With Justin sure. Ross went undrafted. And I think everybody was shocked by that, but like, I, I couldn't, I could see a similar thing happen with Keishon Booty where we we see the talent and again, totally different reasons, but we already know he's falling down draft boards at a very rapid rate. Um, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Especially after we saw that happen with Justin yep. Ross. Yep. It, Just last it year. Happened with him. Yep. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the draft dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, please, we encourage you to go check out our show on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.